Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. Thanks for listening to the Art of Money podcast, artofmoneyradio.com for more information or to schedule that initial consultation. Appreciate you subscribing. Now let's get to the show. Art McPherson, Luke McCarty, we all love golf. How much would you be willing to pay to get onto the, some of the highest rated courses across the country? Depends on if we're doing business around it. <laughs> if we're doing business around it, I get to play some nicer courses that I would probably never want to pay that for it. You know, being involved with a Tebow event, I've gotten to play five of this list here. They have TPC Sawgrass and they also have Pebble Beach. So around Tebow's event, I got to play TPC Sawgrass. Pebble Beach, we got to do that with a event around radio. Um, so I got to play that also. Both of them were about those crazy prices so pebble beach they're showing 620. um i think we paid less than that but we had to stay at the hotel you know to be able to get a better rate and then tp sawgrass they have it about 600 dollars around and that's about right because luke and i were out there we were trying to get an extra round mm -hmm. and it was 550 i think at the time we were trying to do it so mm -hmm. um those prices are true when i normally play golf i'm paying 50 to 75 dollars <laughs> around yes um here in melbourne not those kind of prices for sure so it better be something um really amazing and it's probably a bucket list type of an item yeah yeah and i saw the um what shadow creek where they have the match right where like mahomes and kelsey and they're playing against some you know other guys and well that went up to a thousand dollars around i couldn't imagine like if, if i'm playing like a tournament like if it's for charity and there's a lot of fun going on and it's you know don't can't count your own you know just have fun that could make sense, but just one round by myself, keeping my own score and shooting a 110, $1,000 is too much. <laughs> Even if it's for a charity, I'm questioning, well, how, how bad off are these kids? Yes, okay, but if it's a, a lot of money. But if it's a charity, but at a really nice course, but it's still going to charity, like there's a, there's a meaning behind it. But for uh, this Las Vegas golf course to get $1,000 from me to take out 50 divots? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. That seems aggressive. Like I say, I'm going to shoot a 115 regardless of where. Yeah. Well, it's like out the wind golf course. You know, what's that up to? 500, 600 bucks around? But yeah. for me, that I would pay that. But for me, that is a bucket list experience for me to play with the backdrop of the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So if you're, if you're trying to say, I've played all 10 of the best courses in the world, and you're probably gonna play them one time, right? Mm -hmm. Then yeah, that's something that's doable. But if you're trying to play this course once a month or every other month, that's not gonna be very doable for most people retiring. Okay, so what if somebody comes to you and you've got the buckets, you're building a plan, and they say, I wanna, I wanna just grab a thousand bucks for the round, plus flight, plus accommodations, plus you know walking money. So I need to dip into about $5,000 for this experience, for this trip. How do you react to that, Art? <laughs> Normally, Luke and I react to it. Well, we have budgeted travel for you. So you shouldn't have to be dipping in. You should be taken out of your travel budget. Because typically what Luke and I try to do for clients is give them 20 to 25% more than what they needed to retire on as travel. So if you need $10,000 a month, you would be getting like an extra $2,500 a month mark for your travel. So that's an extra 30 grand a year for your, so you should have $5,000 saved up for that event. Now you're gonna have to convince your wife on that because you're dipping into whatever her travel budget looks like, right? So are you gonna give her $5,000 just to blow at a, a dress Spot shop or something? Yeah. Or what are you gonna do? Yeah, but um, that kind of a thing, you know, it's a, you have, 
set aside funds for those type of events. And that's what we kind of build in our modeling. So like I know at the McPherson Financial Group, it's almost like you need to build your tax bucket, you know, your savings bucket, your travel bucket. And I want to take the grandkids to Disney World because that's a whole nother bucket. So expensive. I can't imagine. I mean, we we were talking about planning our, our kids' birthdays next year, like in March. And if you want to stay at Disney, you better figure it out now and for March because it's so crazy. And yeah, it's too expensive, so we're not going to do that. But, um, <laughs> um, but that could be part of your travel budget, Mark, right? If you were a client of ours and that's on your bucket list and you want to take the grandkids or the kids or whomever to Disney once a year, well, let's make it happen. You know, let's not take let's not sell sell the stock in December for you to pay for it in January. Let's have it, you know, reoccurring the whole year so it's less of an impact to your financial plan. Three two one four two five eight five five zero. building the buckets for your retirement and for your portfolio so you don't have to miss out on these moments with the buddies, the, the golf trip, taking the family to Disney, even just a vacation. Let's build the buckets for those life experiences approaching retirement. Again, three two one four two five eight five five zero. Always no cost, no obligation for that first consultation with Art McPherson and the team at the McPherson Financial Group. So but then the big question, maybe you're listening this weekend and you're asking yourself, why do I? Why do I need to hire a financial advisor? We recently had the chance to sit down with Yale University finance professor William Getzman, and he said this about why you need an advisor. Having an advisor that can help you understand what just happened in the market and also think through or show you examples of what happens if we have another hyperinflation like the 1980s. You know, what would your portfolio do? That is really helpful because most people are not finance professors that can talk about equity premiums and so forth. Most people are just trying to understand in practical terms how best to plan given these financial tools that they don't use every day. He's not wrong. Those are great points. Why else do we need to give you a call, Art McPherson? You just want to try to have some sort of plan so that no matter what is happening, is the economy slowing down? Is it heating up? Is inflation high like it was a couple years ago where we had 9% um, or is it normal where we're at 2 or 3%? And that's just how they measure it, right, Mark? Because we know inflation's a little bit higher than that. When I have to call my wife from the grocery store and asking her, is it real that the box of Cheerios is $7.84 or yeah. is that a misprint? And she's like, no, that's what it is. And the last time I bought a box of cereal, it was like three eighty four. Mm-hmm. That's not 10% inflation. That's uh, 100% inflation. You remember right? like the so. bag cereal, like the Malta meal? Yeah, the cheaper versions. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't like Fruit Loops. It was like Fruity O-Rings. Right. Even yes. those, which were always two to three bucks for the bag. It's like six bucks for one of those bags of, of the discount, quote unquote, discount cereal. Yeah, so this this is interesting to add on to Professor Getzman's uh, quote just there. When I was at Yale, you know, we, we talked to him behind the scenes and he was talking about how his mom has a financial advisor. And he's so thankful. He, he goes to the meetings with his mom. You know, the advisor is reaching out to her, making changes to the portfolio. Guys, this is this is somebody who graduated from Yale University, is a professor at Yale University, and his mother has a financial advisor that is not him. Um, <laughs> he, he didn't get into specifics if he had a financial advisor. I'm assuming not because of how smart he is. But, um, you know, he's probably doing it on his own. But he's not doing his mom's, you know, his financial planner or not picking his mom's investment. So he gave us some good insight to, you know, the reasons why you need a financial advisor from, you know, the changing landscape to, you know, as interest rates go up, investments change. You know, what's what's good for the portfolio based on your age, based on your risk. I mean, it's it's what we do every day. It just it just felt good coming from him, you know, being at the established Yale University where I felt very proper. 
Yes, you, and you, you looked very proper as well. I did. Thanks, Mark. While Art and Julie were out hiking 29029. Uh, yeah, we were, we were hurting ourselves you were hurting while yourself. you guys were having a great time in New York. <laughs> we were getting an education on the campus of Yale University with Dr. William Getzman and Dr. Roger Ibbotson. And Luke had the opportunity to sit down with Dr. Ibbotson and a really fascinating conversation about finances, about being a financial advisor, about the market. And as we're talking about the market, Art McPherson, Luke McCarty, the S&P 500 closed September right around 4,300. Now, back in July of 2021, it closed just above that at 4417. This means essentially we've had no growth over the past two years. Wealth manager Jason Katz talked to Fox Business about the role of the Fed in the future. The Fed has a last mile problem. The low hanging fruit has been plucked. I think the market can deal with 3% inflation. Investors can. The Fed can't. They have so much mud on their face from the transitory nonsense that they're hell bent. They're not going to move the target to 3%. They're going to keep it at 2%. And as a result of that, I think that is a bit of a wet blanket on equities. Sounds to me like you're forecasting not a dead decade, but a dead year where the market really doesn't go anywhere. Before you respond to that, he said transitory nonsense. What is he referring to there? Remember, they said inflation was going to be transitory. Mm -hmm. It was going to be short lived, short term. It wasn't going to be permanent. And then they had to raise rates like crazy to slow it down because it was not transitory. Mm -hmm. And that's what he means by that nonsense because they were so wrong on that. Yeah, so you take the S&P that normally averages, you know, in the eight to 10% range. If you've been fully invested in it, you haven't made any money in two years, that's rough, right? But it's even worse when you take the bond market, so most of your money is in stocks, bonds, and cash, in the uh, 401k chassis, and then your bond money is down 20% right now the last two years. So it's been a pretty rough two year period. Um, if you've been in the market cycle and at the same time, inflation has been about 15% for that two year period. So you've seen the value of your money drop substantially. Um, and then you've seen the portfolio not really keep pace, you know, so that's not a fun time, is it? So Luke, what's the answer? Well, the answer is to not have all your money in the S and P 500. You know, if we go back in history, the 1970s, where we have multiple waves of inflation, you didn't really make any money. The early 2000s, you had 13 years where you kind of didn't make money, right? In between, you made money, but from the tech bubble to the subprime mortgage crisis, you had what's called the lost decade. Well, here we're in year two of the unknown future where we have high inflation, where we don't really see much growth in the S&P. We see things go up, they come down, right? They're bouncing around. So you need other things in your portfolio that allow you to capture the gains when the market goes up, right? And not participate on the downside. You need some alternatives that don't just follow the S&P 500. You need you know, specific types of bonds. Not all bonds are down 15 to 20%, just your index. When people look at investing, they think of Vanguard, right? Vanguard is the do-it-yourself. There's very minimal fees involved while you're down 20%. So I would consider that a fee, um, even though you didn't pay one. So there's certain things you can buy in these environments, and that's what we're repositioning our portfolios and have been for the last couple of years here at McPherson Financial Group. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com.
We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A1 Seven four seven two five. Today's show has been a work of art. 